Welcome to Gimme Some Truth. I'm Kevin Castro, your podcast producer, and your hosts are Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, and Jonathan Jordan of Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast series is dedicated to illuminating some of the darkness around conflicts of interest and motivations in the financial planning industry, as well as current events and investment concepts. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Uh, today is a very special, you know, extra episode because it's probably not going to be on our normal like Wednesday schedule. But uh, basically, I'm sitting here with Kevin and Mitch, and unfortunately, Nate and Jonathan are not here right now. And this is one of the big decisions that I have to make, and I want to talk it through with them because. Um, so I've been investing in cryptocurrency. I, I, t- I told people that. And uh, for full disclosure, this is just a speculative, fun ride, and therefore you should not rely on anything that I say about cryptocurrency. And please do not invest all your retirement dollars. Or, or you know, as I read someplace, people were starting to use home equity lines of credit to invest in Bitcoin. Let's just say that's um, so. I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. Uh, <laughs> It's maybe not a good idea. Uh, I knew I should have asked the financial advisors first. You should have. You should have. Um, and, and so, Kevin, have you ever traded stock? Uh, I have not. Uh, back in high school, we did like a a game in one of my business classes where we like picked a stock, and like everybody in the class picked one, and you whoever did the best over the semester won. But there was obviously no real money tied to that. But that is my extensive experience in a, stock a single trading. stock. We picked one stock. Oh, what yeah, was that, that stock that you chose oh, back in high school? I, it was some like food company. I think it did like Kellogg's or something like that. Um, I did middle of the pack. I didn't lose a lot. I didn't win a lot. I was just kind of average. I don't remember what the winning is. Probably like Apple or something. That's probably some sort yeah. of yeah wildly volatile stock or penny stock. Yeah. Right now, you know, it might not be the best thing to tell your, you know, son or daughter, but you know, maybe you'd want to invest in like penny marijuana stocks. That would be. That'd be the way to like make a killing on one of those games, right? There is a room for growth there. <laughs> I mean, I've, we've been asked a lot about that. Actually, you'd be surprised. Um, so, Mitch, uh, you've traded stocks before, yes. And so, what was the first stock that you ever bought? Ooh, the first stock I ever bought. It, it was a portfolio of stocks. So I had a basket of individual stocks and the one that's coming to mind was Panera Bread. Panera Bread. And and I don't know if that was actually the first Was the basket like was that basket pun intended or oh. like ooh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh so the basket that you bought was it a basket that was prepackaged by the fund company or or by a uh, brokerage house or did you buy a number of different stocks together in one basket like you bought five stocks because that's what you wanted to do. It was under the advice of an advisor that I used to work with. Gotcha. And it was individual stocks, a dozen to 20 or so stocks, I want to say. Okay. so This, this was years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember my first uh, stock buy was Netscape. 
back in the day. So <laughs> Kevin is Kevin looking almost uncomfortable. I mean, if you remember, that was the web browser of all web browsers at the time, right? You know, that was that was like some big stuff. You bought Netscape and it zoomed up. My a buddy of mine and I walked into a, a Scott Trade office. Um, and I was like, I was, I was young and I think I was, I was like 17 or 18. They let us open the account. I opened a joint account with my friend and we each put in like 500 bucks or something. And so then we made a bunch of, bunch of money on Netscape and we wanted to, to turn it into, you know, big money here. So then we sold Netscape, uh, because it had gone up and then we bought, uh, what was it? Massimo clothing company. And isn't that, isn't that part of Target? Target brand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was pre-Target, <laughs> pre-Target. Before they went corporate, did you sold out. did you That's own right. stock when they when they sold out? Um, so let's just say that uh, that an earnings report had crushed the stock price. My friend and I had decided that we were going to make a play on this one. So that's when we sold our Netscape, bought into this, and it did terribly. And so, you know, we went through all the different emotions of that period of time and that stock. And, and uh, you know, we were, we were flying high and we were like, it was our great wild risk fund. And then all of a sudden everything came crashing down. And then I think I bought something else and then it just, it just didn't turn out so well. And so, you know, this parallels somewhat with the cryptocurrency stuff. So, so I basically speculated and I threw some money into to cryptocurrency. Now, take you along on my journey. I bought some in September, and then it zoomed up, and it was it was up there. You know, it was doing pretty well. And then we went through this massive correction, and so I have all of those different things, emotions going through my head that everybody else that trades stock goes through. Only cryptocurrency is like stock on steroids. So this is like the best thing for gamblers. So I watched it go up. I benchmarked myself on a certain level. Even though I sell, I said I was going to sell at this certain point, it never quite reached that trigger point, and so I didn't sell, and then it went down, and then I was like distraught, even though I had put in a certain amount of money. So let's say I put in like 1500 bucks, you know, and it goes up, and then it comes back down to like, I think at one time it was like $5,500 or something like that. So, and this is just an example, but uh, you know, the numbers are around there. So anyways, it comes back down to like 5,500 and I'm feeling distraught over this, even though if you look at my investment, it was probably the best investment I've ever made in my life. It like tripled if I sold at that point. For reference, where was, like you said, it came back down to 55. Where was it at, at its peak before it dropped? You had to ask me that because now, now it makes me feel bad. Because so, you got to so, you give context. No so, one knows what you're talking okay, about. Okay, for example, say it was around like, Oh, it pains me to even say it. Okay, so it was like around around thirteen, and I was gonna sell fourteen, and I have, you know, and I. So got for some, reference, it was at fourteen thousand, and Clint <sighs> decided to hold on to it because it didn't quite reach his benchmark, and then it dropped down to fifty five hundred. That's right. To Just be, so our listeners know what the situation is, I don't want anybody to be confused. That's here. right. And, and during this time, then I decided to also buy some other kind of I knew this kind of crappy coins. Uh, so there's two other coins that I own. So I don't just own Bitcoin. I own, I own Ethereum. I own Litecoin. I own, I, I did get it back into Bitcoin. I got uh, Cordano or Cordero or something like that. That's how great a coin it is. And then uh, Monero, which I actually do kind of believe in. But anyways, those, the two last ones, I plot a little bit of money into that one. Speculative play. It's turned out very poorly, but I didn't put that much in. I put like 1500 bucks. It went down like 850 or something like that. I'll, I'll have to check it. And then Bitcoin dropped. 
And so here I am distraught at 5,500. We're sitting in the office and we're talking about it. And, and then Jonathan says to me, well, you know, if you're a really big believer in Bitcoin, think it's going to go back up, you should put some more money in it. So in goes another like 1,500 into it. Okay. So I invest another 1,500 into it. So then I told Nate and Jonathan, I said, my benchmark of this little gambling experience, the most I'm willing to go here is I, I want to get to 10,000 and I'm going to sell. Like that, that was, I'm like, I'm out of cryptocurrency. I, I believe that, for the record, I believe that this is a bubble. And, and so this is just my opinion, but I think it's a bubble. I, you know, I, I have a hard time after even reading a bunch of the research and everything that this is going to be like a viable currency. It might be a viable currency, but I don't think it's a good investment. So anyways, I'm sitting here with you two right now in my Coinbase app and I'm looking at it and it's over $10,000 and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I should probably pull the trigger on this thing and I should probably sell and be done with cryptocurrency perhaps forever. So, you know, it's a very important moment for me, but I just want to kind of go through. These are, this is why, A, even a financial advisor is not immune to all of these different ebbs and flows of the market and the emotion that it has in there. The fact that this has, you know, literally no tangible value. The fear that I have that this is going to go up to twenty or $30,000 if I just leave it in here. It could go very well just go back down to like two grand too. So you have a short memory after it dropping down to five like two weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> like now it's going to double. Now, now we're it's good. Gonna double. Now it's great. Now it's another great investment, right? What has changed? Nothing. Nothing's changed. And, and so I look at this and I go, this is the best investment I've probably ever made in my entire life. And, and I, I feel all of this anxiety because of all these different biases that I have. I have this anchoring bias because I remember the 13,000. So, so remember, I plowed up extra money into this stuff just to get to this point because I was chasing these rates of return. I was trying to get to this benchmark, and now I'm here. So this is why also I think it's very difficult for people to trade stocks. Um, this is a, a slightly amped up version of, of stocks, but I would say that you know, stocks are volatile. You have all this anchoring bias, and that's why I prefer to own baskets of stocks. And this is not, this is fun money for me, by the way. This is not my retirement, obviously. I hope uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clint, we got a, a little bit of insight into the emotional roller coaster that you've been talking about. How often do you actually log in and check the crypto prices? Oh, a, a few times a day, for sure. For sure. Now, for full disclosure, in my in my like Roth IRA, and I have a few stocks in that, and I, I rarely check them. I check them probably quarterly in the account. I know what the stock prices are doing, but in the account specific to my account, and I, I couldn't tell you how many shares I have in that specifically right now. And I I probably might be within a thousand dollars of the balance, but I'm not I'm not nearly as dialed in as I am here. And I was asking because I get that question a fair amount from from people that I work with or even just friends that know me and say, oh, what's the, what's the latest with Bitcoin? What's the price at? And it's so hard to actually know because the volatility is so up and down that my answer is usually, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just jumping all over the place too often, too quickly. So you really would have to be looking at, the, the, at your phone or whatever, whatever medium you're using, but you'd have to be looking in real time really to have any sort of guess at what it's currently trading. Well, you're right. And the interesting thing about this is when I first started, I wasn't even really watching it that closely. And then I set up alerts on my phone and then it started alerting me when these price benchmarks were hitting. 
and it was doing really well at the time. So, and then I just started to watch it more and more. So you can see the activity of it. And the fact that I plowed more money into it too, just chasing that rate of return, hoping that it gets back, which it kind of did, but I had to plow more money into it. So at, at some point it could be a problem, right? You, you just plow money in it. You have to be a believer in it. And at least with a stock, you have a going concern. You have a company. You can go into Target and see their stuff. I don't know what Ethereum is. Like, you know, even though I, I, Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, uh, Monero, Quadero, there's like, and there's all these other coins out there. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm flummoxed by the cryptocurrency market. Flummoxed, yes. Jesus. How do you like that? Uh, so, you know, it's hard. So I, I'm going to do it, guys. I've said I was going to do it. Nate would be so proud of me right now because all I want to do is sit here and go, can I get it a little higher? But I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for two people. I'm going to do it for Nate because I know he'd want me to click it because he's told me before that like once you hit that benchmark, you got to sell and never look back. I'm going to do it for my wife as a Valentine's Day gift to her. Uh, so right she gets now. to like not doesn't have to listen to you talking about it every day. I haven't told her really. <laughs> So, so is it really a gift to her? It's a gift. I guess, yeah, no, like, hey, I got all this money now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I basically have kind of paid for our landscaping with cryptocurrency. That's, what I'm, that's how I'm treating it. So I think this is an incredible gift to get. So you're selling all of it? I'm going to sell all of it. You're not going to keep just a little in there left to see if it keeps going up? So that's what Jonathan said that I should do. Just take out like 85 and keep your 15 originally in there? That's, what, that's what he was advocating for. So that was a Jonathan thing. And I'm going to say right now that... I'm not going to do that. All right. I'm going to I'm going to sell it all right now. I'm not going to do it right now cuz it takes me a few minutes. I'm going to sell it all right now. I guarantee you all that I'm going to sell it all right now. And now I know a couple of our clients have bitcoin, so I can't say that it's totally dead to me and I want it to go to zero, but I like I kind of want that to happen. Like I I, I kind of want it just to do terribly now. So I I don't it, it, you know, there's no ill will towards any of our clients that hold it at all. I'm just saying, for now, let's take that out of the equation. I hope it goes to zero. All right. So uh, whoever else has Bitcoin, uh, I guess Clint wants you to <laughs> fail now. So don't take it personally. I'm just saying I'm out, and I don't care about the you know I don't care about leaving my initial thing in. No, no, I just want it to go to zero now. It's fine. Maybe I'll buy it more later. I can't. I I have no idea. It's all speculative. This is all speculative. So hopefully you guys had fun on this ride of Clint Walkner's cryptocurrency 2017-2018 fun. And maybe I'll talk more about it later, but this is what's happening. So We'll be sure to keep an eye on it and see how mad Clint's get, Clint gets when it goes up by 30% next week. So. Well, he technically hasn't sold yet, so we got to make sure he actually does after this podcast. Right I, will, right I will verify that. And for, for any regular that's listening, this has just been fun, and I'm willing to provide you currency reports on my cryptocurrency. I am not getting rich or anything, but... Uh, yeah, so this is this has been fun. This is not a a offer or solicitation to buy Bitcoin or any other of the other cryptocurrencies, coins, etc. So, thank you for uh, joining me in this journey. And hopefully, you uh, you know, there's some lighthearted parts of it, but hopefully, there's a few takeaways in it too. So, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Silence 
Advisory services are offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Wachner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Wachner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Wachner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC, are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Wachner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see wachnercondon.com for additional disclosures.